0: i got to be honest with you. I've learned so much stuff from TikTok. All
1: right,
2: we're starting. I just had a dinner plan from TikTok. (laughs) To Horsefly Chronicles Radio with Julia and Philip Siracusa. Sponsored by Carnation. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM in New Orleans. This show's entrance has been edited, produced, and directed by Gwen Clapper from Perfect Trust Productions, LLC. You can find us at PerfectTrustProductions.com.
1: everyone, and welcome to Monday night's segment of Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We're broadcasting live from the International Public Radio and the United Paranormal Radio Network on a 105.3 FM from New Orleans. This evening's show is fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. Um, you'll have to do a few things in order to participate. Go over to our YouTube channel, UFO Paranormal Radio or International Public Radio, if um, you were in all the Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, UFO Undercover, or Joe Montaldo, news on the flip side, also Twitch SoundCloud and Podbeam, and also if you have any questions for our beautiful guests over there, please ask. So tonight, guys, we have Miss Patricia Brown, otherwise known as I can't wait to hear where she got that name from. She's a social media and podcast manager by day and a bookworm by night. You can find her on Tubi Original True Crime Documentaries discussing topics like the Amityville House and the Menendez Brothers. She's the host of um, not only the podcast, I Met My Murder Online, but also the Morbidly Curious Book Club. She makes TikTok content. Discussing true crime updates and book reviews. And she is amazing and has a lot of followers. So please let's
2: welcome her to the show. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. That's quite a resume you have there. <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: It just gets weirder and weirder.
1: <laughs> so take us to the beginning of your story. I mean, how did you go into this whole crime thing? I mean, you're very, very good at it
2: thank you thank you uh completely by accident uh honestly i posted a tiktok really late one night after my younger sister persuaded me to finally download tiktok for a while i was like Nah, i'm I'm not about that i don't want to do that that's you know i feel a little too old for that (laughs) um and i posted a tiktok really late there was a trend going around about uh Spurting hot takes, like give us a hot take. And people were talking about dating and people were talking about, you know, movies and music. And I was like, well, I've got some true crime hot takes, I guess. And I posted that and it blew up and it's just been climbing and climbing ever since. And it's become my job now. <laughs> so it's completely yeah. wow, my amazing. amazing. Yeah.
0: I love hearing stories like that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm very, I'm very I'm grateful. Very it, it was, it was you know, unexpected, but I'm, I'm again grateful. So. Got a lot of amazing opportunities out of it.
0: You know, everything happens for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
2: So let's talk about. Um, you have uh, met.
1: You've been have many experiences and and um, been featured on documentaries on TV. Um, how did you? How did you
2: get there? <laughs> um, it's it's funny. A lot of uh, opportunities like that people don't believe me when I say it just kind of came out of nowhere like a random dm one day I was just on instagram and I happened to see that I had a message request from a person I did not know uh, asking if I was interested in in being a talking head on a documentary uh, about the Amityville house and at the time I couldn't tell anybody that and I was like yes of course because they really wanted to kind of approach it from all angles the true crime in the paranormal aspect which is yeah. two of my favorite things so i was you know all on board for talking about it and uh and then i worked with them again on the menendez documentary that same production uh, crew for tubi and they're they're great people they're really great people so i was ecstatic that they reached out again and asked me to be part of the menendez documentary as well but you know a lot of the times it's just somebody sending you a dm asking if you're interested and that's wow. how opportunities come about, and it's it's incredible. Again, very grateful for the for what TikTok has done. <laughs> wow!
1: Well, congratulations. And I do. We I just got finished watching it for like the second time. Um, the Men- Menendez. Um, it's a
0: big story. You know,
1: the thing that irks me about this, and we all know what happened. They did it. We know that. But the thing that irks me is we had this uh case now. mm Hmm. Would they be still sitting in jail now, in your opinion?
2: Oh, absolutely. The The sentencing wouldn't have been as harsh, in my opinion. And uh, Patrick Hines, who is the host of True Crime Obsessed, mentions that in his part of the documentary. Um, if, you, if this were to happen today, there would have been a totally different outcome. Yeah, I think people are a lot more sensitive and kind yeah. to these sort of stories coming out. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it, it's taken quite a long time for us to get to where we are. But absolutely, I don't think the sentencing would have been as harsh. Um, I also yeah. think they would have caught the boys a little bit sooner with our um, advancements in DNA and that kind of technology. And uh, yeah, it's it's, yep. it's, it's 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 a really sad case. And I, I am very frustrated that those boys are still behind bars because... Yeah it's I just heard. the females on the jury uh, the jury were you know uh, for the idea that they didn't deserve that harsh of a sentence and then the males on the jury were the ones who were really pushing life yeah. and and here yeah. we are and it's it's really telling and i think you know there's still a lot we there's a lot of work we need to do with those kind of stories yeah but i i 100 percent believe that it would have been a different outcome
1: very sad that part mm-hmm. is sad um the whole thing is sad um absolutely
0: yeah that's a big case do you believe we've that case
1: a long time yeah do mm-hmm. you believe um they're telling the truth
2: yes absolutely uh there was um little proof when it came to um their their stories and a lot of that proof is with the family members based on the stories that the boys were telling family members at a very young age so they're yeah, 100. I believe them, and I, okay. I think it's it's very sad. Yes, I believe them too. I agree
1: with that. What about you?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Oh, let's move on to the Amityville.
0: Amityville <laughs> Horror. Now, Phil, when
1: he was young, <laughs> way, way, way back then.
0: Well, I want Yeah, I mean, it's a he true case. It's a. It's, at the uh, house. Yeah. Really. But uh, let's let's hear it spill the beans but about amityville.
2: <laughs> well i i gotta i mean i my dad has always talked about the amityville horror he saw it in theaters and he you know he loves that story he's always been so creeped out by it and it's it's an interesting one because as a person who does believe in myself and my dad, my dad, my dad, one thing that my family bonds over is, is the paranormal and paranormal shows. So of mm-hmm. course I grew up hearing stories about uh, Amityville. So, you know, and it's, it's weird because I do believe in that kind of stuff, but Amityville is so strange to me because I don't know. I don't know if I 100% believe yeah. it. And it's so unfortunate. Um, of course the murders happened that we know why, Is is still an interesting question, and was he acting alone? Of course, is still an interesting question, but the aftermath, of course, I think there's going to be residual energy, especially if the Lutz family is still sleeping on the same beds and using the same furniture.
1: Who in the right mind? (laughs) I I I know I
2: can't. I couldn't do it.
1: Kids in the same that I don't know. As a mother, I just don't get it.
2: Yeah, I. Even well, if you somebody...
1: were like a, a, a mother, that's not all there. I mean, how <laughs> do you do that?
2: <laughs> well, also as Sorry. somebody who like picks up on those energies and I can kind of, you know, I, I don't classify myself as anything of that sort, but I could definitely feel when I'm being watched and I can pick up on negative energy. Um, I couldn't sleep on that bed unless it was like you know at a hotel and there was a story behind it and I was doing it for a video or something you know (laughs) then I would I've done that before actually I have done that before but
1: like an investigation that kind of of thing
2: right absolutely but you know and I you know I've been in situations where I did purchase furniture from somebody and I was moving into an apartment and the furniture was there and it was really cheap and they didn't want to move it and I was like yeah but nobody had been brutally murdered on it so it's it's yeah. I think residual energy is 100% going to be there something so negative happening and 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 horrible but at the same time I don't know if I believe the letses, and it's yeah. oh it's a touchy yeah. subject I, I'm curious to know what you you think Philip I'm I curious to know what you think so, there's so many
1: missing pieces this is one it's not like the case we were just talking about because there's so many missing pieces
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: very hard to figure that one out, you're right. It, it's tricky. What do you think?
0: I think it's an interesting case. It's paranormal related. Mm-hmm. I saw that firsthand. I guess one of the questions I have is, he went around with a shotgun, from my understanding, it was a shotgun. Yes. Killed the family. Yes. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if you let the shotgun go off, that's really loud.
2: Yeah, loud.
0: How you know after two, three shots? Neighbors wouldn't hear that. My neighbors would hear it. (laughs) A shotgun is very loud, especially in the middle of the night. So, that's one thing that puts a question mark in. Yeah. Is it because of um, paranormal phenomenon that it was not heard?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and and the other thing is, was he truly oppressed and then possessed to actually do it? And my thoughts after watching the story. I would say I'm
1: being a uh, yes. psychic.
0: I would say yes, because um, when you get into the field of what we're into, we're uh, paranormal investigators and we have abilities to pick up things that um, it takes a lot for someone. Now, he was on drugs and he mm-hmm. was intoxicated, which makes it work. But it's all the influence of demonic entities as well to first oppress, possess, and then take another person or people's lives
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know that that chain of effect goes straight down the line so was the house a residual energy you know was the house haunted? most definitely back in the 80s just to tell my tale a little bit is that um, I'm from Staten Island New York and a group of us back in the mid 80s the house was vacant at one time and we were like daredevils and we drove to the house and there was like 20 of us in a Cadillac, and we're sitting on top of each other, and, and we found the house. And we're taking pictures like a bunch of morons, laughing at crying. and and, and oh, no. one of my other friends, come on, let's break in the house, let's break in. No one's here. I was like, no, 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 no. And, but we're taking pictures, you know. We took, and back then it was the um, – with, with those cameras. Polaroids. Yeah. No, not the Polaroid. The ones that oh, you that, get developed at like CBS. Yeah, yeah. Those, that kind of film, you know. But interesting, two weeks after we were at that home, we didn't come out. The house did in every single picture. Mm. Now, we were teenagers and we laughed about it. We mocked it. You know, we weren't really understanding it. But now I look back, I'm like, that's crazy. We weren't in the pictures, but the house was.
1: Yeah. So, you
0: know, you could say, well, the second and third family, nothing happens to or the fourth family. Nothing happens to them. And that's true. Um demonic entities can lay dormant and nothing happens to another family there's no trigger or they, pick no, and cho- they can else. also
1: pick and choose i mean there's got to be something about that family um and do i believe every single thing that they're saying
0: well you know I, we're not there I, so we don't I, know but I, the fact that the know. fact is um the but shotgun Disney. you could hear a shotgun very very far away um
1: that's a mystery.
0: And the way Ron DeFeo kept changing his story I was just say behind that. bars it shows me that he was still oppressed.
1: Because mm-hmm. his
0: story changed. It was the mafia. It was the sister that grabbed the gun. Um, he changed it. But, and, and the way he changed it, and when you listen to him and you're in this field, you know that the man is off the cuff and that there's something affecting him, whether we choose to believe it or not. Look, Here's the way we have to look at it. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah. Why?
2: Absolutely. I've seen them. I've heard them. Okay. So then here's it. here's
0: the logic I bring out to a lot of these murder cases. Not everyone, of course. You know, there's just plain stupidity out there in the world too. But if you believe in a ghost, I believe in a ghost, and I'm I'm a hardcore New Yorker, I debunk everything because the old tiny is I've seen is believing. If I don't see it, I don't care who you are, I don't believe you. <laughs> I had to see for myself, you know. Yeah. Now when I see toys going on and off by themselves with no batteries, mm-hmm. then I say to myself, "Now there's a problem." Okay, because mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. So then you have to say to yourself, if energy can do that and manipulate electronics, what can it do to a person? And could Absolutely. it affect a person? And if it can affect a person, can it make that person go out and take many lives? And the answer is yes. It, it it's um it's sad it's horrifying now the amity of All horror had a lot of pictures that they shown there's that one kid on the banister looks like a demon oh,
1: and boy. the Warrens the boy, right? the, boy
0: the Warrens mm-hmm. demon which I would believe um there's there's still a lot of questions on that case you know
1: absolutely I don't think we're ever gonna know every single athlete. we're not
0: gonna know everything but I believe that it was a true possession um
1: and don't at, forget at, when I you're on that drugs, because he was he he had a, lot, it on a lot. It's gonna. Oh yeah. You're an easy target too for these things, and we've seen that. Well, what a,
0: what a low vibrational entities want? They want someone who, um, is uh, intoxicated. Someone who doesn't care about their life. They mm-hmm. want someone like that right. That's what they attach themselves to, and they bring that person down through mind manipulation. If they, like I said, if they can make objects um, go on and off and electronics, they could affect the mind, they could affect the conscience, and the way you think. And in paranormal, we call them parlor tricks. Now, mm-hmm. do I believe walls really bleed? No. But do I believe in the parlor that the spirit could actually make you see something that sure. does not exist within their realm? The answer is yes. Because mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, so these things can happen. If you see things that don't exist, What do you think it could actually do to you? It's breaking you down piece by piece. Yeah. And when it knows, I always say that darkness finds its way in like a pinhole of light for a human soul. Once they know you're open, you're vulnerable, um, they know how to get you all the way. They find that little piece about you. This person has a bad temper. I'm going to use that. This person has a drug addiction, and that's what they do. And they they tailor off of that to oppress the person. And then you look at other cases too. You know, it's not just haunted locations, but let's look at time and history throughout centuries. Hitler, Mussolini. Um, do we? You know that everybody's born the same way. Everybody bleeds the same way. Um, demonic entities, negative entities energies that flow around they don't want you to be uh, buying flowers and being happy with everybody else they want to bring you down and make sure that you take down other people with you Mm -hmm. and i look at a lot of cases of why the these uh, horrible acts of crime take place with these world leaders and what makes them you know now we we know there's greed but what makes them go above and beyond the cuff of destroying mankind And you look at it and say, is it it possible? Is it just possible that demonic forces are at play here? And I'm not saying that's the case with every single thing. But when you really look at time and you go backwards, you know, you would say, how could someone do such? uh, You know, it still goes on today. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Um, They are. Look, you never. if anybody tells me straight out, well, I've seen a demon walking around with horns, then I'm going to question that. (laughs) I'm going to say there's something wrong with you. Cause I don't, you know, that's what I don't, I don't see that, but mm-hmm. if that energy can actually manipulate a person and go and oppress the person.
2: Well, then it, can, it can't
0: control the person, anybody. It just doesn't have to be a haunted house or a haunted location. It could be world leaders. It could be people that want to destroy other, you know, I mean, look at what we're dealing with today. You know, right. I see that in the world. And
1: yeah.
0: so it's interesting, the Amityville horror case. And, um, And, again, the shotgun is one of the the question marks that I'll never figure out, you know, because it's so loud, the shotgun.
2: I mean, even if it was just a handgun, I mean, guns are are loud, period. Like, not waking up like I i wake up if a branch like snaps (laughs) outside like i am wide awake i just i'm the lightest sleeper but even Mm -hmm. like the heaviest sleepers i just don't understand how you wouldn't you wouldn't hear that it's it's it is a mystery and you know it's interesting i didn't really put the two together but after both deaths from the amityville and the menendez they didn't have a perpetrator right away there wasn't like somebody standing there with a smoking gun And they both were deemed mafia hits at first. That's so interesting. i had never put those two together. But and, and to also to 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 mention the families that that's that's always like a big skeptics, like, you know, gotcha moment is the well, there's so many people that lived in that house and they didn't experience anything. You know, that's a valid point. But I know some people who can walk into a room and just think. This is just a room, but there's people like myself who can walk in and say like, okay, I see somebody or I feel somebody over there. I feel somebody behind me. Like some people just don't pick up on that energy. And by that point, after like, I think what, 10 families have lived in that house. I think by the eighth, ninth or 10th, a lot of that residual energy is probably cleansed and probably has left or has, has, you know paired up with their person or however that potentially yeah. works and they're they're gone at that point but yeah, yeah the, the, i think the gun is the biggest and then the picture you mentioned too of the demon boy you know there's no telling if that was somebody on the crew or if that was actually something and it's it's yeah. it's hard to say but it is very interesting evidence that's for
0: sure you know they say um being a paranormal and you know julie and i we live in a haunted house and being in, in, in this field and proving that ghosts exists and that some people don't see a ghost. Some people have no experiences and how I look at it. And what I've learned is that in this lifetime and this journey, they're not meant to see what we see and have those abilities. They might've had them in previous lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And at this lifetime, they have all those blocks on where it's not part of their journey. I'm not meant to be a doctor, a physicist, a mm-hmm. astronaut. And some people, you know, so I believe that, some people would never see it. If I, I always say that if God would appear in the sky, half the population would say, "I don't see anything," and yes. the other half would say, "Well, I do." Yeah. And that goes back to the Mandela effect, which I'm a mm-hmm. firm believer in, because you see now, some of us remember things a certain way, mm-hmm. and other people say, "No, that's the way it always was." Yeah. And that proves to me. Um, different realities that we go through and that certain people will never, there could be something right in front of you and you could be with your best friend. They just never going to see it.
1: No, it does not
0: mean, it does not mean that if it's a really harsh negative entity, it won't attack them. Um, If they're open or vulnerable or if there's something about them that it wants and, you know, it, it can grasp off, it will do that. Now we we've test those waters. We have people do construction in one of our homes back years ago. We don't talk about paranormal to a lot of people, especially you know the corporate world or people doing work in your home. And um, they said to me, "Well, there's something around that we can't explain," mm-hmm. and I, I didn't say nothing. So and this is years ago. So it's interesting that some people will pick it up,
1: yeah. right?
0: And others may never pick it up but it doesn't mean they're not being affected. Sure, absolutely. And and especially for people who don't believe, like an atheist, I don't believe in heaven, hell, God, no creator, no nothing, come from an A cell, and when when it's over, it's over, right? Um, If there's a negative entity and it wants them, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to show its appearance. Throughout time, there's no watch on that entity's wrist. There's a watch Mm -hmm. on our wrist. It knows when to get you, how to get you. It could be 10 years later in a massive car accident. It could be the most um, obscene way to die. And you'd say, well, why and how? So, you know, we heard of attachments where spirits Mm -hmm. can attach themselves. And sometimes they'll attach and you'll never know they're there up until something actually happens and you start to believe in it. But I want to hear about your ghost story. You said you've seen a ghost. So let's hear about it. (laughs)
2: um well when i was a kid you know it's it's hard to to talk about ghost stories when you're a kid because you know that was probably my imagination but i i mean i used to live in a house and i never really knew the history and i still don't to this day know the history about it but i was a kid i would be constantly woken up and this is like probably five four or five years old and just constantly woken up in the middle of the night and uh seeing like misty fog on the bed like I would get up and like look at the back at the bed and there'd be like a misty fog and it was just the weirdest thing and I ever since then I've always known like we're I'm not alone and you know I have been on paranormal investigations and I have been with people who are very very experienced in the field and being with them and them experiencing things that they've never even experienced before is always remarkable I uh I went to the Millennium Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles which is you know has a lot of history with Hollywood and allegedly is one of the last places that the Black Dahlia uh, Elizabeth Short was seen alive and you know there's not a lot of credibility to that but that is what history has said this is the last place she was seen on the phone so we went there trying to like see if we could you know pick up on anything and we had all of our readers and all of our cameras and and that was the Millennium Biltmore Hotel was one of the first places that they held uh, what we now know as the Academy Awards the Oscars and you know there's pictures everywhere there's you know all these you know really incredible silent film actors and and it's it's got a whole lot of history to it and it's still beautiful and it's still up to like it it looks like it did kind of back in the day they really haven't done much to it which is amazing and we went walking around and a security guard found us and we had only been walking around for maybe five minutes and i'm already thinking (laughs) i'm already getting kicked out like we got a room and of course we asked for one of the most haunted rooms and one of the most haunted floors and unfortunately nothing really happened to us in the room or on the floor but the security guard was actually very nice. And he said, you know, do you want to go somewhere off limits? And we were like, of course. So he took us to one of the big ballrooms. We have it on video. We have a uh, piano playing by itself. We wow. have voices. And it's the piano one was really fascinating because you see, I, I look up and the person I was with looks up and we look at each other. And at the same time, just said piano. Like we both heard it. Wow. And then we turned off all the lights. The security guards were like, you know, let's actually like do something. They were getting into it. It was amazing. They were like, let's turn off the lights. Let's hear stuff. Um, Because they had their own stories as well. And we had a iPad that was, I don't know the technical aspects to what equipment that they had. But it was basically picking up on the AM frequencies. And we were getting voices every now and again. But suddenly the iPad started playing a movie. Just, wow randomly and it was an old old movie it sounded like Shirley Temple and we actually have still to this day not figured out what movie it was and i've put it on different paranormal boards i've gone to different facebook groups i've gone to Shirley Temple facebook groups and apparently it is not Shirley Temple they got very angry with me that i was insinuating that it was but it sounded like this little kid and yeah. you know she's talking about being a princess and it was and it was gradually this one of the scariest things was it was gradually just getting a little bit louder and a little bit louder and since the lights were off and I was probably with eight people, it suddenly felt like just the room was packed. Like it just it felt like there was just so many people around us. And I was I eventually just like got on the floor and I was like planked on the floor because I just felt so overwhelmed with energy that I was like, okay, I can't somebody turn on the lights like I can't be in here anymore. And um, the other time I'm so glad somebody was with me. <laughs> the other time, because nobody would believe me otherwise. Um, I'm in a little town, uh, Statesville, North Carolina, and um, there's a abandoned hotel right in the center of downtown. And it's you can't really get into it. Uh, it's pretty heavily secure and alarms and it only gets cleaned once in a while by a janitor from from the last I heard I don't know if they're doing anything with it there's been talks about making it you know an apartment building and whatnot but can't really get into it so my friend and uh, one of my best friends Michaela and I were walking around the premises and we were at the time I was a film student and uh, so I was making a short film about something god knows what but we were walking around and i was using the decrepit building as like a backdrop and we walked over to one of the doors and once we got up to it we realized that there was like a a black plastic garbage bag over the window so you couldn't really see in but we still tried because we didn't realize until we got very close that that's what it was and both of us again thank goodness she was with me both of us heard this blood curdling scream it sounded like a guy fell off a ledge and broke his leg like just deep guttural scream and we like looked at each other and just ran for the hills because we had never i've never heard anything like that before in my life and we were keeping up with the news the next couple of days waiting for them somebody to say like oh my god a body was found in vance because it sounded like somebody was fell and next to the vance is a restaurant and so if somebody got hurt at the restaurant i guess we would have i don't know if we would have heard about it but it was just it was just this awful guttural scream that i still to this day cannot explain um and so i've had little instances like that and stuff in my parents house i just constantly feel like my parents house creeps me out i don't know what it is it was built for them like in the 90s like this it hasn't had a previous owner but man that place gives me the creeps and it just constantly feels like i'm being watched um so those are the most notable uh, times that I've had ex- experience and it's you know my again my dad and I love those kind of shows and he picks up on that kind of stuff too and we have both talked about our experiences before so it's, it's very nice especially being in a very um, religious state I guess a very red state yeah. um, that hearing sharing these stories sometimes is not Wildly acceptable. <laughs> Some people are right. like, "All right, you're losing it," but well, to have like that family, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're lucky that you can talk to them about that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Were they like, and they love, you, love it. Were they like that when you were a child too? Like
2: you, you know, I, I would run to their. I mean, I have memories of running to their room uh, after seeing stuff like that, and you know, kind of getting all scared and getting into bed with them and not being in my room. But I don't ever remember. Bringing it up to them, I'm sure I did. I'm, I'm sure I did, mm-hmm. but I don't have any distinct memory of it. But I'm sure that they would, you know, say something similar like, "Oh, I would hear stuff yeah. too." Or you know, we've never really had that conversation. I don't. It's been yeah. it's been a while, so <laughs> I don't know if I bring it up now, they may not remember as much. But um, they would be very open to hearing that, though. They would they would be very intrigued. That's
1: that's really really good. Because a lot of these kids, <laughs> you know, it's sad because they, you know, they have these horrible experiences, and there's really no one for them to talk to. Yeah. Um,
2: Oh, yeah. And it's, but there's yeah, also it's
0: not also well
2: accepted. What?
0: There's also good experiences. Mm-hmm. I, I I teach people that, you know, there's a lot of negativity and ghosts, negative, negative ghosts, but there's also good yeah. spirit guides. Definitely. People in your family have crossed over, you know, mm-hmm. grandparents aunt, uncles, cousins, relatives, friends yeah. that are just trying to give you a sign and,
1: left and validation
0: me. saying I'm here. And then I, I, I tend to teach people use that sign as um, it's never over the way you think it is. And it's not, it's Mm. not, it's not when you cross over, it's lights out and that's it. It's over. No. Right. And I've learned that through paranormal research and my own experiences. Um, And that's, you know, we, we utilize that. Like have you ever had a dream and someone who's crossed over came into your dream that you knew?
2: No. Yeah oh absolutely i've I'm very fortunate to to not have experienced much death in my family knock on wood um, right. the only true death that I know has been great grandparents or extended family but still even though you know the the biggest death that i've I've experience as far was my great-grandmother on my dad's side and yeah absolutely I'd still I still feel her presence a lot of the time when I just go to grandma's house like I just because my grandma's house is very strangely built and if you look over the the center of their living room is just a railing and then there's steps downstairs so if you just look over the railing there's like this dark basement (laughs) it's always been very creepy to me but I've always felt like she's still down there like this just There's, there's always some sort of energy of her her being down there and that's something i've i've definitely picked up on as i've gotten older is is you know growing up watching shows like you know ghost hunters and ghost adventures and all those guys um, mm-hmm. i've i've it's always felt more accepted and i've always kind of embraced it and and definitely can can pick up on some energies and sometimes they are very good sometimes they are not so good unfortunately for my experiences that i've i've been telling you about nothing has felt like i've you know been in danger um, mm-hmm. so that's, it's uh, great, that's <laughs> but, uh, I know some people, it's not as fortunate, but yeah, absolutely. There is, there is still a lot of good in this. And I, I think more people mm-hmm. need to hear that. I, I agree. Yeah.
0: To the listener out there, just don't be afraid because you think a door opens in your house or
1: it is, uh, scary, uh, but,
0: it is but you have to think about it. You're, you're going to, you're going to be there one day. You're going to cross over each and every one of us. There's no escaping it. There mm-hmm. is another side. Um, we try to comprehend what we believe on the other side, what there really is. And then, you know, I talk about this on almost every show. It's kind of like that movie, The Others. It's such, it has such a true basis mm-hmm. to what Nicole Kidman is that yeah they didn't realize they were the ones mm-hmm. that were crossed over. Um, you look at that and you try to analyze that picture and you get it. So are we crossing into sometimes their dimension?
2: yeah that's always been fascinating to me um that that concept because energy is always there's always going to be continuous energy it's recycled in a way so it's it makes you wonder it makes you wonder like are they just as scared of us as who we are of them or are we the bad guys (laughs) what if i'm opening (laughs) what if i'm opening the door and it's somebody's you know Somebody else.
0: Yeah, we are the bad guys. I mean, if you really think about human nature versus the spiritual. Yeah, we are.
2: Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So I have a
1: question. Where did you get the name Patches? Oh, yeah.
2: I I love it. I love it, too. I had a buddy in college start calling. I've always gone by Patricia. I've never really abbreviated my name at all, but uh, I had a buddy in college. Uh, just started calling me Patches one day. And I thought it was so, so cute. I don't know where he got it from. I don't, I don't know why he started calling me that, but it stuck. And then when I moved to LA, a couple of the guys started working on a TV show, uh, Scorpion on CBS. And the people that I was working in the office with, uh, they were saying, well, we don't want to call you Patricia. Like everybody has a nickname. Like we need to give you a nickname. So I I have a list because everybody has turned Patricia into something over my life. And it's it's hilarious. I I literally have a list of all the nicknames I've been given. Some of them I cannot repeat on live radio, but Patches was everybody's favorite. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, Patches is so funny. So I just i've just stuck with patches and when i first posted my true crime hot take i was a completely different username i don't even remember what it was it wasn't even anything close to patches but then i just was like okay i need to change this because i'm getting thousands of followers i need a name on here or something i just you can call me patches so it's random it's all everything is random (laughs) um but yeah buddy in college i feel like i owe him 10 percent of all my all my earnings now. <laughs> this is all his fault. Don't we'll say that too loud. Really so,
1: um, and tell us about your your podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really. Um... Fascinating, timely podcast. I, I stress that because some people hear the name I met my murderer online and they're like, Ooh, Oh, I don't want any I don't want anything to do with that. And I'm like, oh, But you should, you should listen to it and hear yeah. people's stories and be more cautious. So um yeah. first question is is people ask me, like, is this your personal story? And I know right. it's not. Um, I am just uh telling a different story. And there's been about 13, I think 12, 13, or 14 episodes so far, um, where I'm I'm the host and I tell a different story every a week or so, um, about a different case of somebody who met their untimely demise on on online, whether that be dating apps or just Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, Airbnb. I mean, anything is is dangerous out there. The internet is a vast and scary place. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I, I'm i the host of that show, but I actually started working with another true crime group recently, um, very recently, even after I sent you that bio, uh, Hidden True Crime. It's, it's a great uh, duo of husband and wife. Um, she is a journalist and he is a forensic psychologist and they wow. um, pick apart. True crime cases and and discuss them, and she takes it from a very journalistic perspective, of course, and he from a psychologist perspective. Um, but yeah, I started working with them. I'm helping them with some episodes and some content and editing, and essentially producing the podcast for them. And they're fantastic people, so I have to give them a shout out for sure. Hidden true crime. They're covering. They were big on covering the Daybell case, uh, the Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell case, and um, that one's that one's really awful and. Their trial hasn't even happened yet. That happens early next year. But they also started talking about the Moscow murders of the four college students out of uh, Idaho who were just murdered. And um, uh, Michael Vaughn, Michael Monkey Vaughn, they're working on three Idaho cases right now. So um, yeah, got to give them a shout out. But um, yeah, I Met My Murder Online is all both of those podcasts are available wherever you listen uh, to podcasts. And hopefully season two of I Met My Murder Online is coming very soon.
1: I love it.
0: I love I it. I love what you're doing.
1: And and you know,
0: to the listener out there, it is important because patches hit on something that's true, and it's sad. Mm-hmm. You know, to the listener out there, um, and you have kids, you have to make sure that they know what they're doing and who they're meeting online because that's so true. And there are so many yeah. murders, mm-hmm. um, so many setups. It's oh yeah, and um, it's 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 horrible. You really have to be careful and watch your kids Mm -hmm. to some degree. Um, Human trafficking. It's it's
1: terrible. There's
0: so many kids that go missing. They're still never found. Yeah. And they check. Well, they were talking to this person online, and and all of a sudden, that's it. It's it's over. Yeah. You really have to be careful. As good as the Internet is, right, it's the World Wide Web. We're all connected. However, the sharks are out there watching Mm -hmm. and waiting for their prey. And we have to be careful of that. And I've Absolutely. seen people become vulnerable to that. And it's sad because you don't know who you're meeting. You should not meet anybody without a friend in a public place. There's, there's no reason for it. I mean, um, sometimes
1: you can't even go grocery shopping and you hear these things. I mean, you,
0: know, you don't know who's stalking you and I who's mean, watching you. There's and-
1: been 40, 50-year-old women that have been kidnapped for yeah. trafficking. It's just, it's crazy.
0: Absolutely.
2: And there's, you know, you never know somebody's intentions. I think the common misconception is, is everybody out there is just, they join these dating apps to, to get people. And that's, that's not typically the case. Sometimes it's, you know, people who have had this built up over time and they just, you happen to be their target. Um, Or, you know, they are, planning this or they're not and it's just like sometimes spur them it's 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 you never know and i think absolutely you have to take precaution and you know i've heard stories of some friends and even in big cities like la they some female friends of mine they're constantly changing up their routine they are constantly making sure that they're not going to the same places every day because they don't they don't know who's who could be watching them um i met my uh current partner my boyfriend on hinge which is very ironic um so i I, i'm still here we're still good he is i am am i'm not a subject of my own podcast Uh, so i do also want to stress that a lot of good can happen from it you know there's still very good people out there and i'm very lucky and i know a lot of other people who are very lucky because yeah that's a lot of especially with covid find meeting new people you do it online. <laughs> you don't go out anymore. You don't see anybody. I haven't gone out two years, pushing 3. Okay. So, you know, that's this is just the way that people meet nowadays, but you just got to be careful and you have to let your friends know who you're meeting. Make sure they have a strong social media presence and and you can see pictures of them and you 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 understand who you're getting to know and who you're letting in your life and it's it it could it could save your life and it's it's a very, very timely topic. And I think, you know, people of even teens should be listening to this just to get an idea of what's what's going on out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone should always know where you're going. Absolutely. Um, that you know if you plan on meeting somebody it yeah. can be good like you said covid and the lockdowns and it's the new way of meeting people and you know all that stuff and i get it i get it um but someone should always know just in case mm-hmm. I mean, uber now is getting such a bad reputation as yeah well.
1: and they are they're being you know they can't get the job without going through heavy screening so it's out there so i know. don't understand how that you know
0: i don't know yeah I don't.
1: there's just Keep um, all slipping through the cracks.
0: Hey, um, I tell you what I would love to see you do on True Crime, the Natalie Holloway case. Oh.
2: <sighs> yeah, that one I did I covered that one a while ago, but I still feel like Natalie Holloway is one of those cases where I feel like every time I look into it, I learn something new. So even though I covered it, I feel like I only know a fraction of what's going on. That one is just it's so sad because we know, right? I mean, yeah. we we kind of have an idea of what yeah. happened, what but it's know. so it's so scary because we may never we may never find oh, her, yeah. and that's the saddest part about it. And you know, a lot of these other commentary okay. crime cases yeah. where it's like we may never find it where this person went, and that's that's the saddest part. That is the saddest. That part. is
0: the saddest part where that person went. That is so. Does you know for the parents trying to get closure on a case. Um,
1: it's it's horrible, horrible. Yeah. I don't think they're ever going to get it
0: What's on your bucket list in the future Like you know of places you'd like to go Oh and... yeah
2: So many <laughs> There's so many I would love to still uh, See some of these larger uh, You know sanitariums And places that are still up You know I would love to go to uh, I want to go to Alcatraz I want to go to Eastern State Waverly Hills, Trans-Allegheny Like some of those places that are that they're still up and, and while they're still up and i'm able to actually take tours of places you know that's i'd love to hit those and you know i think ooh, what is it? waverly hills is like in kentucky and trans allegheny is near there too so i could yeah. i could do it in like a weekend but um yeah i've, I've don't do it alone <laughs> no 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 i've I, luckily that's something else that's been amazing uh, through tiktok is i have made friends all over the place and fortunately i have i have people pretty much in all corners of the world if i needed to go somewhere check something out and they would always be they would always be ready because you know and, and we saw this in the amityville documentary but there's there's a good amount of people who don't think the true crime and paranormal community kind of intersect and like you don't some people don't think that but there is a good amount of people out there that that do i'm i'm mutuals with a lot of paranormal people and and i i absolutely love having that aspect in 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 the true crime world as well um, because it is it is something that needs to be discussed and i'm i'm very fortunate but yeah there's there's places like that i, I w- i've only been to the new orleans airport and i would love to just go to new orleans in general so much history um mm-hmm. one of my favorites is savannah georgia i have been there a couple times love love that town and uh gosh I'm trying to th- oh um waverly uh no uh winchester i have a picture of it winchester. winchester mystery house i've always wanted to go there so yep. it away.
0: <laughs> yeah i always wanted to go there too you should have you ever been to st albans or virginia
2: no i haven't
0: it's you should go check that out it's not that that far from you no. um and it's definitely it's worth it
2: i gotta go I'm <laughs>
0: is really a unique place, and you definitely feel the energies in that place. It's amazing. Well,
1: we'll talk. I mean, again, the hour just flew by because it always does, and this has really been a great show. We really enjoyed talking to you. You know, one
0: thing is a person Thank like you. yourself. I want, I want you to think about this question. So you have your true crime, and you know, we try to figure out. You try to figure out. The analysis of why and did that person actually do it now what you what is your thoughts that if a person was found to be oppressed slash possessed and killed another person but it was proven that they were mm. under the influence of demonic entities should that person um pay for that crime
2: interesting this is very interesting I
1: that's
2: a tricky one. I know. I, th- I think unfortunately too it would depend on exactly what the crime was. But if we are, you know, thinking of like Ronnie DeFeo. Um yes, but in a different setting, not necessarily like locked up throw away the key type setting. Um I think more of a psychiatric setting, but even then could like psychiatry even help that that type of there's not enough science or research behind that. Yeah. So it would it would oh wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I definitely have thought about this before. You know, I've definitely considered. I
0: I look at this, you know, I've interviewed so many people. I know it exists. You know it exists, paranormal Mm -hmm. activity. And then you say to yourself, but that person, look, I've been to haunted locations where people are so cheerful, smiling, happy. The time you're in there, 20 minutes later, you're like, who are you? They're looking at you Mm -hmm. like with this evil look. They're really mad. They start hating everybody around them. So we know it's true. We know it's real. It's it's not psychosomatic. It's not power of thought. It's it's something that can be gravitating towards them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always wonder, well, if that's possible, which it is, then what about a person who commits this crime? And again, look, human nature is human nature. But if a person is found, like the Emily Rose, Emily. Emily, Emily. Oh, my God, what's her name? Um, was it Emily Rose?
1: Oh, case the one who was the, the
0: girl who the, who was in the dorms um, and she got possessed.
1: Yeah, you didn't hear about that. Oh, I, she became no, possessed
0: it, and, and they they diagnosed her it'll with. It'll come um, to
1: me when the show's over. That's what yeah, with right. different
0: things. Tomorrow morning I'll think of it. <laughs> was charged uh, because he was trying to help her and take her off yeah. the meds. There are Emily case, Rose.
1: I think it was Emily Rose. Yeah,
0: there are cases out there that are true documented mm-hmm. the exorcist is based off a true story as well and then i say well if a person commits a crime based on that i think you're right patches <laughs> i think you're right a person you shouldn't throw away the key mm-hmm. um there should be some kind of psychiatric help for that person no you don't want to let them back in the public because then you would say to yourself what happens if it if they get reattached again yeah. to whatever yeah. it was right yeah Uh, but this there should be more discovery on that and science you know where people have their eyes closed and don't believe in these type of things well now i'll tell you straight out you message me (laughs) i I prove the unproven and uh i laugh and i'll tell you um i know it's real you've seen ghosts you know it's real i don't buy into anybody's stuff Mm -hmm. i had a seat to believe it that's what most of us do and if that's possible then We need to help each other going forward because people that even take their own lives, Mm -hmm. uh, you see on social media, they're happy, they're excited. And then all of a sudden they're gone. And what happened? They took their life. Why? You know, there's so much to it and I think we need to be more aware of it. And I like what you're doing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we do these shows and, and you have, you know, your tremendous following on TikTok, but at the end of the day, I like to see if we can help people teach mm-hmm. people that this stuff is real, it does exist. To be careful in delicate waters and learn, research, yeah. and, and hopefully, that you know it'll become more of science at one point. You know, where the two meet years down the road, where they say, Okay, these things are possible influences are possible and these are the measures and precautions and these are the things that we have to watch out for yeah because Mm. it is though
2: absolutely Mm. and and you think to the the people you know in in this quote-unquote psychiatric help you know is is the ultimate goal to rid them of this but then you do run into that question like well even if they become better and they come out of this Stronger Are they still vulnerable to these sort of energies? Like it's it's very possible. So even even if we do the right thing, like is it ultimately going to help that person in the end? Yeah.
0: No. It's a big question, Mark. Um, there's a lot to it. It's an there's interesting a lot question. Yeah. Hey, tell people, okay, one more time, where they could find you all your good stuff <laughs> out there and TikTok and everything else. Because you're an exciting person. You're very well spoken and you have a lot going on, and boy, you have a lot of followers. Mm. <laughs>
2: yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm all over the place. You can, gosh, let's see, every time it's, it's asked to me, I'm like, God, where do I even start? So I am on TikTok. I have two different TikTok <laughs> accounts uh, for both of my hobbies. One for true crime is at You Can Call Me Patches, and I haven't posted too much on there recently. I've been very busy with um, other projects, but I hope to start posting more soon. And then I am a very avid reader, as you can see. I love I love reading. Uh, so I also have what they call a book talk, where you just post about bookish stuff on TikTok. So that is at Patches Papercut. And from there, you can actually join my book club, which is the Morbidly Curious Book Club, where we read all kinds of macabre, morbidly curious topics. And we do throw in some ghost stories every now and again, which is always interesting. Or we talk about, you know, we read Caitlin Doughty's books talking about death. And I love it. It's been such a fun project of mine. And it's the turnout's always great, which is amazing. I love meeting people who are also morbidly curious and weird like me so it's always <laughs> promising um and uh yeah my uh, my podcast i Met my Murder online is available wherever you listen to podcasts and check out hidden a true crime podcast lauren and john matthias are are absolutely wonderful people and that is also available everywhere and they have new episodes coming out very soon and if you're curious about amityville or the Menendez brothers you can find me on on tubi So, yeah, I think that's it. (laughs) And and to the
0: listener out there, you definitely want to watch those episodes on Tubi. Julie and I just watched it the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh, boy, is it good. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Interesting. Hey, thank you so much for coming on Horsefly Chronicles Radio. You've been a spectacular guest. And it's a pleasure to actually meet you. I will be following you on TikTok because I love TikTok.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate that.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. All right, Julie, wrap it up.
1: Okay, so special thank you to Carnation for sponsoring the show. We love them. And join us next Monday on 105.3 FM, New Orleans. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. And uh, (laughs) United Public Radio Network.
0: Boston Speech. Everyone have a safe, great night. We will catch you next week. Thank you, Patches, once again. Follow her. And everyone, talk to you later. Have
1: a great night. Thank you.